0: The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hot Shield. He'll bounce the right. rear off the wall at turn four. Last one for Sheldon hot Shield. Quick time!
1: Off turn four. Quick time. 10
2: 0 2nd zero. lap
3: time for David. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. Jason, Brad, and I are back after a long holiday weekend. Guys, uh, how was your holidays?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, stayed home. uh, Just, you know, just the family. Uh, Saw the father-in-law for just a little bit um, outside and hung out there just a little bit. But we uh, stayed home, had a great dinner, a lot of presents. I got Steven. We got him some. He's kind of into magic. So he was doing some magic shows for us. And it actually... uh, I you mean, know, for a 10 year old kid, it was kind of entertaining. So it was a great, great holiday weekend.
1: Well, we spent, the, uh, my wife and daughter and I spent the last eight days up in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, and had a great time. The weather was pretty good. Two days we had 75 mile an hour winds. And so there wasn't a lot getting done, but good hikes, good weather, some snow, um, a yeah, real relaxing weekend. So we had, we can't, I can't complain. It was a beautiful trip up there and always love Estes Park. Not a lot of people there right now. Um, Due to the cold and the wind and the uh, COVID and stuff, but uh, it was a good, good trip.
3: Yeah. I saw some photos you uh, tweeted out and, you know, posted on Facebook. It looks like it was a a great time up there. The thing that
1: pissed me off the most is we got a brand new minivan, a 2020 had less than 2,500 miles on it. And I pulled into this parking lot and it was jam packed with people that were staring at all these damn elk. And uh, there was a, a big pickup trying to back out and make room for other cars to get out so other people could park. So I'm squeezing over and there's boulders that line the driveway. I fucking drilled one of them with my right front fender. And so now I got racing stripes on my right front fender. of my minivan that's 2,500 miles on it is all. And man, I was extremely mad. My wife and daughter were mad and it was just a shit show after that. And man, I was so mad. So I got to make a visit to my favorite body shop here and see what they can do because it's, I'm not going to not get it
3: fixed. Yeah, you sent uh some uh you sent me a message about it, and uh all the nights after we record the podcast, you're like, oh, too hammered to bring this minivan, and I don't want to get any dings on it. <laughs> you go out to Colorado. I'm assuming completely sober. And, completely and sober. Put some racing stripes on that thing.
1: Unbelievable! I was so so mad, and if there was a mic in that car, they they would people would have learned some different words that I've never said before, but. Uh, Oh well, it's just paint. It can get fixed, so it's it's gonna get fixed once it warms up a little bit here and uh, and just learn my lesson. And the damn thing has a 360 degree camera on it, so it showed every <laughs> little area, that, and it and it talks to you more than any any I've ever been to. So I can't believe something didn't beep or or talk to me or something. But no, I sure I I I messed up big, and it's so frustrating.
3: Yeah. So oh, well, speaking of getting things <laughs> fixed, uh, I haven't told the story yet, but uh, on the podcast since we were gone last week, but I was driving the Mustang on the last one of the last nice days we had out here, and uh, somehow, some way, it threw a check engine code for a misfire, and it was for the uh, crank position, crankshaft position sensor. So I go to replace that. And somehow it took the harmonic harmonic balancer and the uh, the crankshaft pulley and snapped the bolt off inside the crankshaft. So I got that bolt out. Now we're just waiting on parts to see if any other damage was uh <laughs> happened while while that little incident.
1: Hopefully, it's just uh, a cheap, quick fix, and you can get
3: that stang back out there. Yeah, hopefully, I don't want to pull the motor or anything. So uh, we'll see what happens with that.
2: LS swap it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> LS bucket just ls swap everything is an ls swap, LS swap everything <laughs> so uh like i said we were gone last week but today on the program we are going to be joined by flea ruzak the uh the uh crew chief for the team ripper cars uh we're going to talk about his little chili bowl prep uh hear a little bit about uh his drivers and all that sort of good stuff and then also we're going to have um Matt Jewell, the new driver of the Casey's uh, General Store's uh, 2KS car out there at Knoxville. He's going to join the program. Talk a little bit about how, about how that ride uh, came about and uh, kind of his plans for the uh, 2021 season.
1: I'm kind of looking forward to that, both of them. I don't know a lot about Flea, but uh, uh, Matt Jewell, uh, he, I, I, I've, I'm familiar with him and uh, got to watch him race. So what did he win? Three races at I-80 two years ago in, in 2019. Something and- like that. He earned a couple of those races, so I'm kind of interested to see what he has to say, see where his career is going to be going next year, what to expect. And I want to kind of see if that 0-9 is going to still be sitting in the garage just in case there's a race that the 2KS doesn't want to hit, but uh, the 0-9 is going to be able to make it, so we'll we'll see.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to hear, and I'm excited to hear from Flea as well because uh, I'd just love to know what goes in on the uh, Chili Bowl prep and just to see, you know um, – you know, maybe the uniqueness of the Chili Bowl versus, you know, your ordinary midget race and just um, and what it's going to be like working on, uh, you know, kind of what it is like kind of being the crew chief for four cars. Yeah. Yeah. That just
1: that'd be an amazing. <laughs> I don't know how they keep organized, but they they seem to figure it out.
3: Yeah, it's it's a four car team, which, you know, sounds like a lot, but it's not the 11 car team that uh, KKM is bringing to the Chili Bowl.
1: Can you imagine how many people KKM brings to that, that race just to keep all the cars rolling? He's got to have an army of people there to help get that, get everything organized and repaired and cleaned and fixed and tuned. And that's gotta be an amazing outfit that they gotta have everything organized and ready to go.
3: Yeah. It's
2: amazing what some of these dirt track operations are becoming anymore. Oh, unbelievable.
3: Yeah. No clue on how they, how they do that also. Uh, Props to him because uh, maybe
1: fleek can kind of give us an idea about uh, what it's going to take f- with four cars.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, some news that dropped this morning, I guess it was this morning. It might've dropped last night, yep. but, I, but I saw it this morning. Uh, sounds like, uh, Shane Stewart, a uh, friend of the show, uh, is going to retire from driving and he is now the, uh, promoter. I want to say owner of what is it? Port city raceway out in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Uh, port city. He's going to be co-owners with, uh, Routine racing. Um, um, Kevin rooting and him come into an agreement and uh, Shane's going to run it. He's, he says he's never, you don't retire. Drivers don't retire. Uh, but he also said that uh, in an interview with sprint that uh that he's not going to, he's probably not going to race anymore. Uh, there might be a chance that if he can get in a f- top flight ride for a, 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 a top flight program or a, t- a great race, a big race, he might jump in one, but, uh, um he's he said pretty much that his racing career is over so and it's completely understandable his last couple of years have not been fun uh you can just see the the the, the pain and stress and disappointment in his face from time to time um, last year he won two races which was awesome for him uh it just piecing a schedule together juggling everything it, it, it you could see it was taking a toll on him and it wasn't enjoyable for him anymore. He didn't really indicate any of that on our show um, a while back when he was there. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, good for him that he's going to settle down back in Tulsa and, and run a, a run Port City, and it's a midget, micro-midget race, um, racetrack, so uh,
2: good for him. It, you know, he mentioned in the interview, too, he was kind of happy to get the family closer to home yeah and kind of settled down. and one thing i do remember you know he was having fun but when we interviewed him you could tell you know especially with our you know if you go back and listen to it when we started talking about the family and family life and stuff like that that's when he really lit up and uh you know those guys are just at that place you know paul mcmahon was the same you know similar just kind of that settle down time and and get back home but he still wants to get back to racing. gets to say in it and uh i think he'll be i think he'll be great i think he'll be uh, a good deal um I was reading kind of some of the history of this port city. I mean, it's where like guys like Christopher Bell got their start. Uh, it's it's quite the micro track, and um, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's, it's Shane had a great career, uh, one at every level, and um, you know I wish uh, nothing but the best for him. Career, so that's 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 pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, you mentioned uh, port city a little bit, and that track is actually was on my list of uh, races to go to this uh, past summer until the COVID situation hit everything. Uh, it's a hell of a micro track guys. You mentioned Christopher Bell guys like Brady bacon. I mean, even Shane's probably cut his teeth there. So there is a long list of talented, uh, drivers coming out of that Tulsa, Oklahoma area with that poor city raceway.
1: And who knows, maybe that can breed, uh, uh, sprint car drivers. Maybe the sprint car scene can start building back up in all. Um, Oklahoma that used to be a hotbed of, of sprint car racing what with a hundred inches and so forth. Uh, that used to be a hotbed, but, uh, it's kind of, just like Nebraska, it's kind of died down. They don't have a lot going for them down there. So hopefully, maybe Shane can build this up and and, and produce some uh, sprint car drivers out of out of
3: Oklahoma again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So go ahead, Jason. No, go go right ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, you can tell we did not rehearse this podcast by any means. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's live and unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, speaking of live and unfiltered, I'm doing something a little bit different with this. Us uh, since we're all, you know, we're not all together right now. Um, uh, it's kind of shitty outside right now. We probably got what six to eight inches of snow dropped on us today. Yeah. So we're all kind of just kind of doing the zoom thing. So I figured, you know, I might as well try this screen recording thing and maybe, uh, throw this up on YouTube, see how it sounds and see how it looks. So, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, trying just try different things with this podcast.
1: Yeah. With, uh, uh, me going to Colorado for eight days and BAU hitting a hockey game and so forth. I, I it just, I think it's best to social distance. I got, covid tested today and i'm completely fine i have no symptoms or anything but just to be on the safe side i got covid tested so um just being safe for now so we'll uh, we'll get through this and uh, see how it
3: plays out how many tests have you had so far five or six oh I, I was not... i was thinking 10 12 up there so uh, you're 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 uh, uh definitely below my uh my
1: well heads. um starting january 4th i'm gonna be tested three days a week uh, for the rest of the semester, because we're in season now. And part of the big 10 policy is we got to get uh, tested three days a week. And, uh, so there's going to be a buttload of testing going on with the, the track team.
2: Is it like the saliva test or you got to get uh, yeah, it um, every day?
1: I, it's going to be antigen testing. So they take a swab in the nostril, but it, they don't dig deep like, like the PCR test. So it'll, it's not, it's painless. It'll be quick and easy. You get your results in, 15, 20 minutes. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be good and uh, we're going to be efficient with it, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going to try and start a little bubble, so to speak, and, and get everybody tested and, and uh, try to get through this indoor track season. And I'm not looking forward to it at all having three, 400 people inside an indoor track area and be close together.
3: And, but it is what it is and we'll, we'll survive. So you're one of those privileged people that actually get a test <laughs> absolutely anytime i want
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm a privileged guy just to get stay home so yeah. that's what my <laughs> wife's thinking yeah she's
1: she's not in any hurry to get back to work so uh just like she said today I, I didn't have to drive in this crap so uh um there's something to be said about staying home and working
3: hey the the roads weren't too bad today so i mean i drove around and just fine so they weren't too bad you got you got uh, a little snow donuts in the parking lot which were fun to do so
1: Absolutely, put my pickup in four wheel drive and get that Dodge Ram singing. That thing was sideways more than it was straight today, so uh, <laughs> it was
3: fun to do. All right, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be joined back on the, when we come back by uh, Flea uh, Flea Ruzak. So if I could actually talk, we might get this through this podcast. <laughs> so we'll be right back, everybody. You know that? Alright guys, welcome back to the show. We are now joined on the phone by uh the crew chief and uh all around pretty badass dude on Twitter. I mean if you you need a good laugh or anything like that you make sure you give him a follow. Flea Rouge is joining the program. Flea man, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh can't complain, just uh trying to stay warm. There you go. Oh crap. Nope. Alright, we're so good. I just saw a bunch of error messages on uh on the uh the old uh uh, Zoom meeting that we're doing right now with, going with the me. rest of our guys.
0: Anything, I'm anywhere. There's nothing but error messages show up. That's just that's just normal. All
3: right, Brad, you got everything? Are you everything good? Oh shit, what the fuck's going on here?
0: Here are you.
2: Yeah, it's coming through your computer now.
3: Okay, I think everything good? There you go. All right, There you go. we, we in the work area already? Business. We're broke down? Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we
0: threw out the red flag
3: already on this interview. <laughs> My goodness, man. <laughs> You guys gotta be better prep. Yeah, we're 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 a low budget operation here, all right? <laughs> and by low budget I mean no budget. So it's typical mm-hmm. typical racer.
0: I got you. I gotcha, that's where everybody starts.
3: All right, you guys good? Still I'm still getting the stupid right. error message. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Well we're just gonna roll with it, see what happens. So uh, flea, <laughs> now that we're back uh, back uh, pushed off again and getting things going, uh you got a big week coming up here with uh four cars rolling into the chili Bowl. uh i'm a big big trey Grot fan he kind of joined your team a little bit uh kind of halfway through the season with the power i uh I series so we're gonna start with trey man uh what's what's what are you kind of looking for with trey uh and this chili bowl uh thing going on
0: well it started out like um <clears throat> since I build cars for a lot of lot of different customers and stuff and then I run my own team um Trey started out running one of our cars for for another team, you know, and um, it ended up he just uh, was looking for something to do to finish out the year. And I had a car available, so so we put something together and we ran about the last eight or nine races together. And um, you know, just it takes a bit to to get used to somebody. You know what what he likes, what he doesn't like. You know what um, one driver might want three turns of something, and, and the other driver might only want a half a turn of something. So you kind of got to figure out what your doses. Uh, of stuff are you know when when somebody says the car's too loose you, you need to figure out what what their terms for too loose is so um you know we did that we ran uh we ran a couple of top fives at the end of the year and we're pretty good and we just put a new car together for him for the chili bowl and actually the graphics guy's here right now putting graphics on the car um so he's a good kid uh him and him and caleb they're real real good hard workers they don't just show up and um you know, hop in the car when, when it's time to put the helmet on. I mean, they they do maintenance on the car. I mean, they they do a lot of things that help me out along the way also. So, um, you know, it's good to see somebody that, that appreciates an opportunity have an opportunity.
3: Yeah, definitely. Trace has always been one of those guys who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And you mentioned Caleb there a little bit, and I've watched Caleb kind of grow and kind of grow into his own a little bit. Kind of just started off, you know, as a a mud scraper. Now he's got to be one hell of a midget mechanic. So, I mean, he... he... Man,
0: they stay after it. I really... uh, The first time I I really knew of anything, um, they sent me a text message. I was in Niagara Falls earlier this year, and I got a text message about 1 o'clock in the morning, and Trey had won his first race. I believe it might have been out at Garden City, Kansas. Yep. And, um, you know, that's one of them text messages at 1 o'clock in the morning that you're excited to see. You know, I I was pretty pumped up. And then the first time I'd really met Trey... They were coming through town to do some racing, and they needed to put a motor in their car, so they stopped by our shop, and uh, here was, you know, two 16-, two 17-year-old kids. They unloaded a car without a motor, and they they, they bolted everything in themselves, you know, and, um, and me and Steve Reynolds just kind of stood back and watched that, and um, like, man, that, there, ain't, there ain't many kids like that that want to go racing that bad. So um, they're, they're good kids, man. They're hard workers, and, and like I said, I'm excited to go racing with them.
1: Just so you know, Brandon, there he's uh, he's probably Trey's number one fan, so uh, he's going to talk nothing but positive about <laughs> Trey. And I, I've I've seen him race a couple times, but not um, but not a lot. But uh, um, when you're looking for a driver to take over uh, your your car, um, you mentioned how impressive you were with Trey and how they they worked on the car. Do you have a preference? Does do you want a driver that's hands on that that gets involved, or is there limitations you want? I mean. I guess. Uh, what do you look? Really, for what I driver? look,
0: what I look for um, a lot of times is I want somebody that's appreciative and shows that they they want to do it. Um, I don't want somebody that that um, you know is not up looking at the track or, or trying to read the track or seeing what other drivers are doing. I don't want somebody that's just sitting in the trailer, uh, you know, on their phone all night. Uh, I want somebody that stays engaged, uh, focuses on the task at hand. Uh, comes back to me and says, "Hey, I went and looked at the track, and and you know, it looks like they're running a little bit better here. Or, you know, I want I want somebody that's engaged in the program, not somebody that's just sitting there waiting for their time to go back out on the track again. Um, you know, I mean, we put a lot of a lot of work and effort into everything we do, and I want I want a driver that does the same thing.
1: That's completely understandable with the money you got uh, invested in cars and so forth, and and time. Uh, it's it's completely uh, reasonable.
2: Yep." When you have a you know multi car team like that, how do you keep track of you know what each person sets? Is there a system you use, or just kind of is it just kind of feel getting to know guys? You know, when you uh, so, you know make those changes.
0: So actually, what we do, um, we do have a system, and I take the same two or three guys with me to the track all the time, and um, you know one guy will do will do tires and fuel. That's his job. Another person uh, will make sure a lot of the other stuff done if we need tires, you know, basically random stuff. We need tires mounted, make sure the engine heaters are plugged in, make sure the batteries are charged every time the car comes off the track. And then uh, usually me or a third person will do all of the changes on the car as far as setup wise, springs or torsion bars, uh, stuff like that. So, so there's no confusion. Um, when I want something changed, I'll set a torsion bar, I'll hook it into the back of the roll cage. And the person walking by, you know, Tommy usually he'll he'll know. Hey, we're changing that torsion bar. Or if I set a tire at the left rear of a car, I mean, I don't I don't need to say a word. I mean, it's it's just a pretty pretty efficient system. We've done it for a while. Uh, I have the same people that I've worked with for the last four or five years, so we we kind of know our place in the scheme of things. Nobody oversteps, and there's nothing that's ever undone because somebody wasn't sure they did it. Everybody knows what their job is. Now, as far as the setups on, on taking care of three or four cars or whatever on a given night, uh, everything I do, I write on the car. So if I, if I do something on the left front cor- corner of the car, I take a Sharpie. I always have a couple of Sharpies in my pocket, and I'll actually write down what I did on that corner. Uh, if I change a gear, I'll write the gear on the back of the cage. I mean, I, if you walk around the car, there's all kinds of notes that probably won't mean much to, the, to just a, a person walking by but I can walk up to any car at any time of the night and know exactly where it is, what it has on it, how far the right rear tires are out, uh, what torsion bars are in it, uh, how many turns are in it, what setup blocks it's off of. I mean, I, I can walk up to any car, um, and tell you exactly where it's at at any time of the night.
3: So, it sounds, so that, like, it sounds like organization is the key to running this, uh, multi-car team.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you can't, you can't fumble over people. You can't have, uh, one person thinking, well, it's the other guy's job. I mean, everybody knows their job. And, and Chili Bowl, it, it's interesting we're talking about this because I, I get several people that message me for Chili Bowl seeing if we need extra help or anything like that. And it's not that I don't want the help, but you throw an extra person in there and it messes the whole thing up. So, you know, we just stick with the same three three people all the time and, and everybody knows their place in there. And it's just a, it's an oiled machine and everything works fine.
3: Yeah, definitely sounds like that. It sounds like that. And, the- and even though you, you
0: take a bunch of cars to Chili Bowl, you think you're busy. Well, you're not really busy, you know. You hot lap all of them on Monday, but then, you know, you just run one car a night and then Saturday gets busy again. But really, it's you're overstaffed, you know, for the Chili Bowl most of the week until Saturday comes.
3: Yeah, is is that kind of the reason why you guys fired uh, Trey's dad Matt Gropp? <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Matt's actually Matt Matt's a good dude, man. He uh he hops on anything. He's um uh, He'll do a little bit of anything. If you need something done on the trailer, he'll he'll take care of trailer stuff. I mean, he's not above picking up a, a scraper or going to get food or. Anything. I mean, he's just Matt, Matt's a good dude. I like yeah. being around him too. Yeah, Matt's definitely. And, good and dude. usually, usually, you know, like when we when we do stuff like that, we hey, I just need the driver. That's it. I don't need I don't need the parents or whatever. You know, go go stay in the stands, kind of stay out of the way, because um, sometimes you end up with a situation where. You know, you'll see something on the track, and then you know the the kid will get out of the car, or the driver will get out of the car, and you know they'll start talking stuff over with a parent, and the parent will almost talk them into something that really isn't happening with the car. So, you know, you're better off. Hey, just just drop the driver off, and that's it. You know, stay out of the way. Uh, go sit in the stands. Matt does kind of stay around the pits and stays engaged, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't get in the way, doesn't cause any problems, and and actually helps more than he hurts. So.
3: Yeah, I, th- um, I think that situation kind of is varies from driver to driver and parent to parent. But I've, I've seen numerous times where the parents are actually a detriment to their kid, you know, moving up and whatnot. Most, or,
0: most, of, most of the time, you know, I, I tell a <laughs> lot of people, you know, if, if you're good at, at, at doing this stuff, then you wouldn't need me to, to do it for you or, or help you out or anything else. So, um, you know, stick to what you do. I'll stick to what I do and the kid will stick to driving and everybody should be happy by then. <laughs>
1: That's kind of sounds like it goes across the whole board with uh, um, pee wee football, little league baseball, and all across. It's it's the parents that are holding the kids back, not the kids. I,
0: I've I've never been in any of those situations. I mean, racing's all I've ever done. I've never played basketball. Um, there's a video somewhere uh, I got in a batting cage at Tucker Clofmyer's house. I don't know, probably about four years ago, and and it was it was the ugliest thing you ever seen me trying to hit a baseball <laughs> a batting cage because um, I'd never done that stuff. But but I do know a lot of situations uh, in racing where you know people and and i'm guilty of this myself you know hey there's a driver i'd I'd like to have but there's so much baggage that comes along with it that it's just not worth it so you you just look right past them you know um it's unfortunate but it's it's the landscape of you know what we what we do um you know funding and all kinds of other stuff you know if uh, you got to have sponsors and it takes money to get stuff up and down the road. And if you have parents that cause problems or start fights or, or get on social media and badmouth stuff, I mean, it, it's, um, it, it's, uh, assassination by association, so to speak, you know, I mean, um, it all trickles down and affects you eventually. So, uh, there's some things you just kind of stay away from. Yeah. It's unfortunate. A lot of things turn politically correct, uh, in, in that sense of it. But, um, like I said, it's just the landscape
3: of the world we live in right now. Yeah, kind of moving on to another one of your drivers that uh, is joining you with the uh, the chili bowl. Uh, I believe he was in a battle with Trey for the rookie of the year for the Power I uh, National Midget Series. Uh, Emilio Hoover, uh, what can you tell us about Emilio? I, I had a chance so, to see him a couple times earlier this year, and he, he looked like a, a kid that's you know getting getting in the hang of the midget.
0: So Emilio, he. Um he doesn't have a a ton of racing background. Uh, they had a micro and I don't know how many times, you know, they run their 600 micro, but, uh, basically last year when I, when I'd met them, um, they had a, they have a midget, but they had a, um, like an ecotech or a Ford focus engine or or something like that in it. And, um, it it just had all kinds of problems getting it to run and and you'd see him at the racetrack, but the thing would hardly turn a lap. And, um, his dad with his business, he just got busy enough that, um, you know, he didn't have time to work on the stuff itself he um uh, he's in a disaster restoration business, and um you know like this year he he'd had uh, tornadoes that went through Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he was there you know taking care of business there and then when the hurricanes uh, come through Louisiana a couple of months ago, you know he was he was gone doing that so so Emilio would kind of show up with his with his mom and and race, but Emilio didn't have a, a ton of experience, and sometimes that that's a little bit better. Uh, because you don't have any bad habits to get to get out of their system you know he, he was pretty fresh so uh, we started off you know hey let's let's make shows you know and um he ran his uh, first race at port city back in i think maybe april or may when we finally uh, with all the restrictions and everything when we finally got to race and uh he come in from the feature and i believe he ran 17th if i remember right and um he was he was just flat wore out and he said that's that's the first feature I've ever finished. Uh, That was, um, and and we fought that for, for, you know, probably a good 10, 12 nights, you know, up until maybe mid June, uh, he was just getting tired. You know, he he never had to deal with the the physical activity of, of racing for that long. So we got him on a, a personal trainer and a workout program and, and Hey kid, don't fall out of the seat tonight. And, and, and then eventually his, his strength and his stamina come up and, uh, he got where he needed to be. And now, you know, he was, uh, Towards the end of the year, I mean, a lot of times he was turning some of the fastest laps of the night, but we're only making three or four of those fast laps. So, so now we've we, we've got him up to speed. We've got him to where he can finish the races. We got him to where he can make fast laps. Uh, now we just got to do you know twenty eight or twenty nine fast laps in a row. You know, I mean, uh, four fast laps don't don't win a feature uh, at the end of the the season at the Gold Crown in Granite City. He actually. Um, won the heat race and that was his first heat race win and he had uh, several Keith Coons cars in the heat race with him. So, uh, that was, that was a kind of a big moment for him. And then, uh, I remember looking through race monitor and he had the fastest lap of anybody in any heat race that night. So, you know, he was, he was fast. Then we go to the feature and he ran top three behind, I believe it was buddy Kofoid Meserol. And he ran third for, you know, probably about five or six laps. And uh, he was, he was on him. he wasn't they wasn't pulling him by any means i mean he was he was there racing with him but he just clipped the cushion uh bad on the exit of of turn two which uh, that's notorious there i mean it it bites people every year and it just barely got him and he ended up with a concussion and um got sidelined for for three or four races uh dealing with that and um that's kind of what how he lost the rookie of the year deal for power power Eye. you know he just um had to sit out and, and lost points in that way but uh, at that point you know health was was definitely worth more than, than a plaque at the end of the year you know for sure
3: yeah you kind of mentioned the Keith Coons cars there and they don't run power I too much but when they when they do do you kind of as a fan I, I always look at it as those are the cars to be do you guys kind of hold those as as a, a team with a bunch of young kids do you kind of you know, hold that think, as as they're the gold standard of midgets?
0: you know they they are um you know, there's a lot of really good equipment, but sustainably, you know, he's been on top for a lot of years. Uh, so I think that's the the bar, you know, that, that a lot of people measure themselves off of. Um, you know, it, it. He has he has a, a good advantage, and he's earned everything. You know, I mean, he he started out with nothing himself and and built everything he had on his own. Um, so so he he's basically you know deserves where he's at. But um, you know, there, there's a lot of lot of teams that uh, you know still have regular jobs, stuff like that, and uh, you know he has the the benefit of uh, you know a bunch of full time employees, and um, he runs you know basically you know a, a lot of us run full time racing operations, uh, but that's all he has to focus on. You know, so um, he gets he gets a little bit of a benefit um, over some other teams that compete. But um, like I said, it's... Uh, he, he's earned everything he's got and, um, you know, he's definitely the bar that everybody measures themselves off of. So when you, when you go to the track and you beat, you beat him, uh, or or you beat, you know, Tyler Courtney and even, even Chad, both stuff's been really good here lately. Um, you know, you beat those guys, you know, you've done something good.
2: So, um, you know, coming up chili bowl now, um what uh what makes the chili bowl just unique what you know as from maybe like a you know obviously the chili bowl is the chili bowl but what makes it unique you know from a crew chiefing point you know and a setup point that kind of thing i know you talked a little bit about you know kind of being overworked or underworked you know for a short time but what what is so unique about the place you know as far as setup goes race prep the mentality um you know or is it just like any other night just a lot of nights together
0: It's, it's kind of like any other night, um, really from, from a setup point of view. Uh, we do have different tires that we run inside of there, um, you know, that we can't run outside. We run, we run wider tires and, and, and a bigger tire, you know, obviously has a different spring rate than what you'd have outside. So you have to compensate for that a little bit. But uh, I think from a, from a crew chief point of view, you know, a lot of times you're, you're working with drivers for the first time or maybe drivers you only work with once or twice a year. Um, so, you know, like, uh, like Allgaier, uh, I run Allgaier for the last four years. Um, and, and last year, like it was really the first year that we was, we've always been good. Um, I think two years ago, two years ago, we was just barely, we was running third on the very last lap of, of the, of the A main on his prelim night. And he caught the cushion wrong and turned over and that put us in a D main. Uh, otherwise if he'd have made it another, 75 feet around the corner um we'd have been locked into the a main but it, it's just just how it happened but last year we've actually put a car on the track and every time we put the car on the track it was it was fast every time it's like we finally found that sweet spot we wasn't searching anymore like uh, everything was just we found what he wanted and, and you think well that took four years to do well no it actually was just four races because we've only ran four chili bowls together Yeah. so so, you know, you, you try to build a, a notebook with, with the driver and, and, like I said, find out what they like or what they don't like. And, um, you know, sometimes it just takes a, a couple of years to do it. Uh, but, but what I found on, on uh, Justin's car last year, you know, we put on, on Jesse Colwell's car also, and, and Jesse liked the same thing. So um, it seemed like we found a pretty, pretty happy spot where you know, to start off this year with.
1: Kind of a, a little bit of a different question here. Um, what's the prep like for you? You're bringing four cars this year. Um, what's the prep like to make sure you have the parts you need, uh, the tires that you need? Uh, are you bringing two trailers? Uh, what's your prep like leading up to, uh, what is it about a week before you head out to, to Tulsa?
0: Yeah. So, so normally, I mean, uh, all the cars will, we'll take all the cars apart after the end of the season. We'll, we'll, cycle out old frames or chassis that uh, you know might have you know 15 or 20 nights on them and and usually build one or two new cars for the chili bowl uh, we'll hang new bodies and and all that stuff on the cars go through them replace parts that have um you know say say rear end you know we might run uh, 30 nights on a rear end and and send it down the road and you know we'll, we'll go through our stuff mileage out the parts that we don't need put fresh stuff in and and basically start chili bowl with with either new cars or rebuilt cars and um the, the thing the thing that, that hurts a lot of people is you, you get to the end of the year and there's I, I remember you know years ago the like end of september early october i mean you were done racing and and you had three months to get ready for chili bowl well now yes. the racing season runs all the way i mean we, we ran our last outdoor races uh, i believe on like november November 12th or 15th or something like that. And um, we ended up, we didn't go out uh, to California uh, to run that stuff. But, you know, had we done that, I mean, we'd be racing all the way up until, you know, basically early, early December. Okay. And then uh, in a normal year, we would have the PRI show, which, you know, you got to take three or four days off and go to Indianapolis and, and shake hands and, and, you know, talk to your suppliers and stuff like that. And then you would come back and you would have the gateway indoor race in St. Louis, which is like, uh, you know, the second week of December. And then you got Christmas and that throws everything off. So, so everything gets really busy. um, And and there's not enough off season now uh, for a lot of people to to do stuff. Uh, So therefore you end up, you work seven days a week, um, you know, and, and, like I said, it, it, it'll be you know ten o'clock tonight before I leave here. I got to the, the race shop. I was at my fab shop earlier today. Uh, worked there until two. You know, we build new cars and parts and and everything else midgets, sprint cars. Uh, last week we had a bunch of stuff that we had to do for uh, customers going to the Tulsa Shootout for spare parts. So so on top of on top of running a business that supplies racing parts to people, you know, we run a racing team on top of it. So it, it's nothing for us to work you know, 12, 14 hour days uh, in, in December and, and early January to get to get everything done. Like I said, there's just not enough downtime. You know, if the racing season ended in October and you had nothing to do until Chili Bolt, man, you can just, you can breeze through it, take your time uh, and, you know, work a couple of late nights but the way the, way the season structured anymore, I mean, uh, that's all you do. You just work 24 hours a day to try to make sure everything's ready. Um, we're kind of fortunate with um, our parts situation we have we have shelves with new parts sitting on it if we need it um, and, and as far as tires and wheels like i said the chilli bowl you're allowed to run uh, softer compound tires and wider wheels on the rear so you get basically more more tire on the ground we can't run that stuff outdoors but we can run it at chilli bowl it's legal there so we have enough wheels and tires that, that we have stuff sitting here Uh, So basically, we just we just mount up some new tires. We'll spend a day and mount up a bunch of new tires and balance them and groove them. And um, but a lot of people, you know, they they take outdoor wheels apart and put wider halves on them. And, and, you know, they got to they got to build their wheels for the chili bowl. And then once they get done running the chili bowl, then they got to take all those wheels back apart, uh, put narrower halves on them, narrow them up so they can be outdoor legal. Um, So it's, it's a little bit of work, you know. Um, like I said, we're, we're in a fortunate situation. We have enough parts that, that we can keep chili bowl dedicated stuff and we have outdoor dedicated stuff. So it, it does save a little bit of uh, time for us.
3: Yeah. It definitely sounds like there's no off season for you guys anymore. <laughs> that's just us. amazing. That you're, there, all that stuff, there, that you're there isn't, you
0: know, and, and uh, you know, like, um, you know, you travel and say, say if we, we would have went to California for Turkey night, which ended up getting canceled this year. But um, had we been yeah. out there, I mean, it's, Two or three days just to truck back. So you know you're there for a week, but you're basically you're gone another week. You know, three days to get there, three days to get home, and then you know when you unload, well, you just don't start working on cars. Hey, you got all this stuff to clean. You got tires to dismount. I mean, you got regular maintenance on top of that. So so anytime you race a car, there's basically to do it right. There's about eight hours maintenance just just on a car. So if you run if you run three cars, you know, uh, basically on a regular night. You know, there's, there's basically three days of maintenance, uh, at the track, it speeds up, um, because you have three or four people doing it. And, um, but you're, you're just kind of hitting all the, hitting all the loose ends of the track. You know, when you get back to the shop, you, you take stuff apart, you grease hubs, spindle, stuff like that. You know, you go through everything, make sure nothing's cracked and everything's piped.
3: Yeah, we we kind of mentioned uh, we talked about Trey a little bit, Emilio, and we kind of brushed on Justin Alguer a little bit, but there's a new guy on the team and with Brendan Bright. What can you tell us about Brendan?
0: Um, all I know is he's really a badass micro racer. Um, his brother contacted me, um, said they was going to try to run the Chili Bowl, but they just uh, his brother had been working a bunch and they didn't have time to get all their stuff together. And um, the last I'd seen him, I was out at Millbridge. Uh, earlier in the year and I think he was running a micro there and he pretty much dominated the race and something happened. He either got, I don't remember if he got, got in a wreck or, or something broke on the car that, um, you know, cost him the win and um, I've seen him at the Chili Bowl a couple years ago and I think he, he might actually run like the C-Main or something like that but, um, you know, he's he's a legit driver, man. Him and him and Alex both, they're, they're good kids. Uh, I know Alex a lot more than I know Brendan uh, and, um, like I said, Brendan, he was, he was spanking his brother at Millbridge the night I was there, you know, watching the race. So, um, you know, they're, they're both really good racers, uh, really accomplished in their field. And, um, yeah, we'll give her a go. We'll push him out on the track. See how we do.
3: Yeah. So I, I know, I know the main goal is obviously to win the damn race, but, uh, with four drivers, uh, relatively all different kind of backgrounds, kind of what are your, Kind of your low key goals for your qualifying qualifying nights, and then then, then on Saturday night, what, what's, what's your goals with each driver?
0: Well, definitely, you know, the first thing you have to get them, you get them in the show the qualifying night, and um, realistically, you know, obviously you want to win every time you're on the track, but uh, a little bit of luck plays into it also. Um, last year we had Jesse Colwell; he was he was fast every time we got him on the track, um, but we we ended up uh, getting in a wreck on our prelim night. Um, he started. Uh, Got in a wreck early on in the in the feature and had to go to the back and he come back up and he was in in a pack of you know about seventh eighth place cars and we still had a few laps to go but um got caught up in another wreck and and it kind of puts you to the back so so you can be you know have a, have a good fast car and still not be up where you need to be you know because just the way the cards unfold there it's it's like stuff happens in that building that doesn't happen outdoors. You know, everybody's super aggressive and they're on hedge and and they're always trying to force the issue. And and you know, maybe it only works fifty percent of the time. So um, realistically, you know, you, you want to get all the cars in their in their preliminary night a main first, and then you want to try to get up you know as close to the you know top five or whatever as you can uh, to put you in a good position. If, if you don't make the a main on your preliminary night. Um, it's just a tough battle. I mean, it's it's just tough to do. You know, it, it almost puts you if you don't make the A main on your prelim night, you're basically starting in like a, a G main on Saturday. Um, and it it just with with the cars and and the the teams and everything that's out there now, it's just a lot harder to go past those cars. It's not impossible, but it's it's getting close to impossible. You know, it's you can transfer through three or four or five mains. Um, but when you're, when you're six or seven mains away from the A main, it just keeps getting tougher.
3: Yeah, definitely. So, it sounds so
0: definitely you want to, you, you got to get in your A main, the preliminary night, and then you want to try to be up towards the top five. And that puts you in a really good spot, you know, to where you can, you can still make the A main, um, you know, if, if you don't make it on, on your preliminary night, you can still, um, have a good shot at making it, you know, through, through a, a B or a C main on Saturday. But the trick is you do not want to go dead on the track. I mean, that, that's just it. Um, sometimes you don't have to pass cars at Chili Bowl. You just make sure you don't go dead. The cars will back up past you. You know, I mean, if, if there's a four-car pile up in front of you and you're not in it, hey, you, you just, you just gain four spots. So that's, uh, that's kind of the main key is make sure you're not in a wreck. Don't go dead on the track.
3: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It definitely sounds like it's all about luck when it comes to that that sort of shit. But I, I know yeah. I, I know for a fact that you know me being the the t- Trey Gropp super fan that uh, Brad liked to call me out <laughs> earlier on, we'll we'll definitely be rooting for you. And uh, I I look for good things coming out of Trey. I know I know that kid knows how to rip a race car, and uh, he should definitely be able to send it for you. All right, so with that, uh, we want to wish you good luck uh, at the Chili Bowl. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably, hopefully, talk to you again once the the outdoor season kind of kicks off next year. And uh, I want to thank you for jumping on with us on on this Tuesday night. Absolutely, appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. All right, I mean, it, it's no 11 car super team of uh, Keith Coons Motorsports, but uh, it sounds like Flea definitely has his hands full. But uh, you kind of mentioned he's he doesn't. Ha- I mean, there can be too much help when it comes it's, it's to the, an the Chili insight. Bowls.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of really interesting insight into that and just, you know, what it takes to kind of run the chili bowl with that many cars. And, you know, I never thought about, it, but he had, he had a great point about, you know, not going dead on the track and that, you know, the, the worst thing you could do is probably is, is to get into a wreck is to stop. And, you know, especially on a prelim night uh, and the system, you know, it, you always wonder how they can do it. And obviously, you know, it sounds like Flea is extremely organized and, I'm just amazed at how they can do it. I mean, I, th- I think one car is hard enough and then to do four and just kind of have that all going through your head, that's that's a skill.
1: That's what I was impressed about mostly was how he said he doesn't really even need to talk to his crew members. He puts a torsion bar in the cage, uh, in the back of the cage, and they know what to do with it. They put it, He leans a, tire, a right rear tire against the car. They know what to do with that, and that's what I was impressed with about. They don't even need to talk about it. Um, they have their assigned duties and they just do them. And that, so to have three people go to the chili bowl and keep four cars organized, that that's impressive.
3: Now, the real question is, uh, if he uh, leaves your seat by the car, does the driver know what to do with it? Pack up your shit, get the fuck out. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: I guess it's better than open up your hotel room and seeing the door, the seat leaning against your door, like it's happened
3: uh, to a couple drivers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> kidding. By all means, we're just kidding. So uh, I hope none of that actually happens to any of his drivers, because uh, it sounds like he no. has a talented, uh, talented uh, field of drivers. I mean, Trey, obviously, you know, big the you know, show. It- Um,
2: the different levels of experience yeah you know it kind of amazes me too you know not not all the stuff that you got to do you know for but understanding where each person is at at their level of experience just wow blows my mind
3: yeah definitely well i don't know about you guys but i can definitely use a refill so uh i think it's time for a break then we're going to be joined by matt jewel driver of the uh, casey's general store 2ks Right, guys, right. joining us on our program now is uh, the new driver of the Casey's General Store 2KS out of Knoxville, Iowa, Matt Jewell. Matt, how are you doing on this Tuesday night?
4: Uh, not too bad. No, just uh, still at work yet and trying to get things done. Leaving on a little vacation trip for tomorrow, so trying to just tie up everything before I take off.
3: A vacation trip, are you making the trip down to Tulsa to go check out the shootout this weekend?
4: I am not. I'm actually going on a snowmobile trip out to Colorado.
3: You just missed them, Brad. (laughs) Yeah, we just
1: returned from Estes Park, so uh, uh, it was uh, no snow up there in Estes Park, but uh, I'm sure you're going to, when we came home on I-80, the number of snowmobiles heading west to Colorado was unbelievable.
4: Yeah, we've been kind of checking around, and uh, uh, eventually uh, we ended up going to, we're going to go to uh, Steamboat Springs, which they just got a bunch of, I think they got 14 inches of snow last night, so. Should make it a little better.
1: Save you the trip. We got about eight inches here, so just come on down here. You can tear up this area and <laughs> save yourself about a fourteen-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey I'm Matt. Kind of. I'm just going to jump right into uh, Octane Inc. Uh, um, you're you're owner of Octane Inc. And speaking of snowmobiles, you guys post a lot on social media. Your your uh, uh, your wraps and so forth that you you put on Octane uh, on these snowmobiles. Uh, some of your work is amazing, and how you guys do that, and all the little angles and stuff. And Brandon here, he
4: works for yeah, Harris. Yeah, You here know, town, so. I,
3: I didn't, I didn't realize that Matt owned Octane Inc., so I, I don't know if we can actually have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict of it. interest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but how hard is it to wrap one of those damn little snowmobiles?
4: Um, you know, it's actually not too bad. Cause they come. It's actually uh, it's all templated for each piece. Templating the sled now is not too fun, but once you get everything templated, it's really not too bad. Too bad it's uh, a lot of pieces, takes a little time, but uh, overall it's not too bad.
3: It's it's all peel and stick basically.
4: (laughs) Yep, (laughs) multiple stickers. You know,
1: (laughs) you should see my beer fridge. The none of them are level, and and they all have little air bubbles in them. So I'm I wouldn't be a good employee for either one of you.
3: That's why we haven't hired you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so moving on, moving on. The, the big news is, is the, uh, you, you're kind of jumping out of your own family owned, uh, zero nine car and taking over the, uh, the Casey's, uh, General Stores 2KS. Uh, kind of, first of all, how did that, how did that kind of happen? And then what are your guys's, uh, plans for the year?
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to be a lot different for me. I've been in my car since I first started racing in 2010. And, uh, you know, I mean, every driver eventually wants to make it and kind of, you know, drive for someone else. You know, it just kind of worked out. I've kind of got to know Troy the last couple of years, and uh, we've always kind of kept in touch. And I drove for him a couple of times there. And it uh, kind of just worked out a deal, and just the timing was kind of right. And with all the all the racing that's going to kind of happen with, between Jackson, Houston, and Knoxville, um, it's just hard for any team, really, to do that, especially when – Seems like ours, like all my guys have full time jobs, and uh, you know, no one does it full time, so it, it makes it hard, and so kind of just kind of came onto agreement, and uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for this next year. I mean, it's going to be a big change for me, but I think it's going to help me even more than uh, than anything else it has in the last couple of years. Just having someone that has that much knowledge uh, is really going to help.
1: Are you uh, are you going to keep the 0-9 race ready just in case there's a show that uh, the two KS isn't isn't uh, going to hit and uh, you're you're ready to uh, ready to go race? So are you going to keep that 0-9 ready and and uh, maybe come yeah, down to yep. eighty every once in a while?
4: Yep. So my three sixty deal will be separate, um, and I'll have my equipment still sitting here. So anything like that will and we've talked about this. There's going to be some shows that. Uh, that we won't be able to make with the two KS car, but um, that I'll be able to bring out my, my car. So uh, it should all work out really good. I mean, we've kind of started the schedule together and uh, just seeing how many shows we can get in and, and uh, you know, I'd like to race as much as possible, of course. Um, and I think next year is going to be one of the years that I'll be able to race the most I've ever had. So it'd be really good for me. And uh, hopefully we'll be, First race is marked down for uh, Arizona with Outlaws in in March. So
1: wow, that's awesome! So yeah, you're going
4: so nice to, keep to
1: a, you're going to have enough to keep Dickie and Spoo uh, busy uh, so they don't get into trouble.
4: Oh yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Spoo is always bitten or biting a bit to uh, do do stuff in the shop. Uh, I've just been really busy at work and just getting through this all the holiday stuff, so he uh, he has everything kind of torn apart and ready to get put back together and and uh, be able to uh, get going here once after the first year, trying to get some some other things kind of sorted out. But for the most part, we didn't have to get too much. We had you know, It was kind of a weird la- – or last year was kind of weird for pretty much any team, but we're kind of sitting pretty good on, on inventory on everything, so it should be a pretty easy off-season for us.
2: What are some of the goals that you have uh, here for you know twenty twenty one? You know, I know it's it's kind of opening up uh, a new avenue for you, more races. Um, what are what are some things you're looking forward to? What are some of the team goals that they have? Um, you know, I mean, the biggest thing I can't
4: wait to get down into Troy's equipment card is not not so. I just I kind of grown to really love that place there, and I just feel comfortable when I race there, and so I I just can't really, I can't wait for the first race of the year at Knoxville to kind of see where we are, and I mean, our our main goal, of course, is to be contending for that championship. Um, Can't let Brown just miss a couple shows and still be able to win it, so So hopefully we can make that tighter.
1: Have you raced the 2KS at Knoxville before? I know you've sat in that seat a couple times, but I guess my lack of memory. Yeah, yeah
4: I have not cared no. So, in the well, the first night out and it wasn't too good. And we were good, but then I, <laughs> I kind of destroyed the car, so we didn't get to <laughs> any laps together. Uh, it was very disappointing because I feel like we would have had a really good night. That was at, that was up at Jackson uh, for one of the last shows I think like two years ago. But, okay. and then I ran, then I ran it at Houston. And, I don't know. I used to love that place. I grew up. Well, I, I first started racing Jackson, and then I finally got to, uh, you know, been able to race over at Houston at through sixteen. I love going to Houston, and then kind of haven't raced there for three or four years, it seems like. And, and my first time back was a little, a little rusty. I'm, to, I'm getting too big of these, uh, getting too used to these uh, half mile tracks, and between I eighty and Knoxville, it seems like all I race anymore. So it's gonna be nice to be able to get. And some short short tracks. I mean it's gonna help me better anywhere. Just racing different types of tracks. So uh and I think that'd be really good for
3: us.
1: You mentioned I eighty speedway, yeah. Uh, in in two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. you you won what what'd you win? Two or three races there.
4: Uh I think I ran yeah, I ran I won two I and mean, then yeah, I ran second or something like that.
3: But yeah. Probably, we probably ran second at Dover. <laughs> Probably good chance of that. <laughs> any anytime well, you can beat Dover at I eighty is is a, an accomplishment. Oh, my, sure. my question is a little different. When
1: you walked into the bank on Monday with with a handful of two dollar bills, what was the the look on this the teller's face?
4: <laughs> what was so they, the look yeah, on their they, face? I, they uh, they were surprised. I mean, they they know me pretty well there and. Uh, I saw them about the weekend, of course, and how they paid about in two dollar bills, and they thought that was really cool. So, I I, I thought that is always kind of cool too, as far as that that event doing the two dollar bills. I think it's pretty unique and different. So, I don't know about you. I wanted to keep them, but I I wanted to keep them, but I needed, I them, <laughs> but I needed the money. <laughs> I,
3: I get the whole needing the money thing, but I always thought it would be really cool just to hit the strip club up the road with those two dollar bills. That's just me. Oh yeah, oh, I've, yeah. Heard, uh,
4: I've heard. I've heard. I've heard of a team doing that once before.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I know the battle of Jack Daniels that came with it, or Crown Royal, didn't make it very far. So uh, at least you got the two dollar bills in the bank.
4: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I got a question for you from uh,
3: from a fan. Yeah, a fan. Of yeah, a, a fan <laughs> uh, we we have fan submitted questions here. <laughs>
1: I, I vaguely remember this, but I, I'm, I'm not fully uh, – I don't really re- remember every detail. Uh, two years ago after Dingus, some fan challenged you to a foot race, and uh, um, something happened, and you got upside down and hurt your elbow. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And and mind you, a side note, uh, Matt was a, a track runner in uh, college, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about that night?
3: Did he have to call in the athletic yeah, you- trainer?
1: <laughs>
4: you know your feet don't work as good as when you're when you're not really sober but <laughs> uh yeah i mean you didn't have to really bring this up but. <laughs> yeah ended up, i mean it ends up not being a good night though at all i end up breaking some bones in my hand and fractured my elbow <laughs> just in a, a foot race uh the other guy didn't end up too well either so we we both ate ate it ate it pretty hard and uh yeah that's one i probably never will get let down everybody seems to bring that up once in a while so
1: (laughs) but didn't you race that that next night or the night after uh, after you crashed did you didn't you race uh with this sore elbow and stuff
4: yep and then i ended up going i ended up hurting still so i ended up going into the hospital and and then they ended up finding out what was wrong. But there's really, they wanted me to be put in a cast. So I was like, eh, it's not really going to work. <laughs> so I just wore, I wore a soft cast and took it off when I erased. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's truly the only story that I, she told me to ask. So uh, that's all I
3: got for you. <laughs> that was not the question right, I yeah. thought you were going to ask, Brad. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have, I have to say uh, something to him.
3: <laughs> we yeah, we can well, throw we can throw her under the bus. I don't I don't think she listens to the show. So
1: <laughs> I can tell you she does not listen to this show. So
4: she's probably listening to this one because she knows how funny the story is.
1: <laughs> she's her her exact words were "it's funny as shit." So <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, everybody else besides me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for taking care of her so much. You guys uh, kind of look after her down there in Knoxville, even when she gets uh, a little upside down there at Dingus. But I appreciate you guys uh, looking after her because I know she she can outlast Dad. And Dad goes uh, pit side a little early
3: every night. So uh, appreciate
1: you guys. It sounds like Dad earlier
3: and earlier throws out the red flag a lot (laughs) earlier. I mean, Dad probably (laughs) crashes in hot laps now.
1: No, no, I'm I make it until the final bell, but I don't go to turn three and four anymore. So
3: you're missing. You're missing out. That's all I gotta say. You're, you're missing out.
4: Yeah. See, I mean, you could watch me eat it pretty hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you were you were passed out in bed. <laughs> yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. Well, kind of getting back into this racing scene <laughs>
2: uh, on on a track. Yeah, on the track. On the, on the track. <laughs>
1: right. What what kind of um uh, what 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 is your schedule gonna be like? I know you mentioned uh, Houston, Jackson and uh and Knoxville. Um you're going to start off the career, your season in uh, Arizona. Is that Arizona Speedway there at uh, that Suntan Valley which is Phoenix?
4: I believe so. I can't I'm I can't remember exactly which one it was. I just know it was like the twelfth and thirteenth of March. Okay. Um that's yeah, that was just one that kind of worked. I think will work for us, and it's kind of more towards the start of the racing season. So, okay, we'll be able to get some laps for you know stuff starts up to here, but but mainly, I mean, our focus is going to be Knoxville so to start with, and then uh, we'll be at Houston to run for points there, and then whenever Jackson has any specials there, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but. Um, and It'll be interesting seeing how everything works out. So hopefully things change soon. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think we're just going to try to hit the outlaw stuff when they're they're around. The um, one in my bucket list races I do want to make is Bristol. So I I think I'm going to try and race, and race out there that Thursday, Friday, and then I'll have to somehow get back to Knoxville.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: <laughs> yeah that, that would, a, I, I, I would that would be an awesome to. place to race yeah that's that's for sure i mean i i want it to happen i just gotta have things kind of fall into place but uh but hopefully that does happen because i think that'd be really neat yeah
3: now is all the is all the 2ks stuff is that all 410 racing or are you going to mix 360 stuff in with that or is that just in your own car
4: nope yep uh 410 stuff is this all 2ks stuff and then the 360 deal will be my my car so keep them separate.
1: So how do you like this promotional gig? I see that you delivered pizzas to a uh, retirement (laughs) center there in Sioux Falls uh, wearing your Casey's uh, jacket. Uh, Is that something you're comfortable with doing or is that something that you're going to have to learn to like because uh, Casey's definitely uh, gives back to the communities that that, that they're in. So uh, I saw your tweet the other day a couple days ago that you delivered pizzas. So is that something you're comfortable with doing?
4: I mean, I love doing that. That's one thing I think is really cool for me, um, just to be involved with such a a great company and how you know how great of a company they are um, to be able to you know. I don't know how to say promote them and uh, kind of do things like that. I mean, I'm definitely comfortable with doing it. I'm I need to get better at social media. I've never been a big social media guy. Um, I always have kind of someone take care of that. One of my guys does it or always have someone else kind of take care of that so I mean that's one thing I needed I need to work on that myself just to help promote I mean it would help me in our long run anyhow and uh, be good for me so I'm definitely comfortable for it and uh, glad to be part of you know someone like with a company like that and some of their other sponsors too and Jersey Freeze I think uh, would be kind of cool I know I like my cream, so yeah. <laughs> I know, I, yeah. I haven't had it for a while.
3: Well, you you can deliver so, uh, pizzas here at the QuickTime Studio anytime, so we'll we'll, we'll take them off <laughs> your yeah. hands.
4: Yeah, you can't go around with pizza.
3: No, definitely not.
4: But yeah, no, I think it'll be. I mean, it's something I'll need to learn more about and uh, just kind of do a better job at that. And you know, kind of already started with it, so it'll be be fun for me.
3: Yeah, definitely. If if you need any tips, I'm sure uh, Brian Brown can give you a give you a, a yeah, yeah,
4: he's probably the best at it. So definitely, definitely be looking
3: at what he does. <laughs> yeah, Brian's definitely out there with the social media, and, and by far he he's the greatest by rattling off all all of his sponsors every time you get him on the phone or on an interview. Yeah.
1: And you know he's not always honest because he actually told us that we do a good job on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> um,
3: I, I I know that he's not always honest. A liar. <laughs> he's never listened to the show because if he did, he'd turn it off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. This is getting out of control. Yep. Definitely. Brad. Brad's. Uh, Brad, Brad's already jumping the cushion and getting ready to throw out the red flag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have to park the van in the garage tonight, so I'm good. So. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Matt, uh, we really appreciate your time. I know you got to get uh, get everything packed up and ready to go to, for your uh, snowmobile trip. Uh, that sounds like an awesome weekend that you're going to have, but uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, good luck to you and the 2KS Motorsports team. And uh, I've got to know Troy a little bit over the years, and uh, I- I'm sure that his knowledge that he has with uh, with sprint car racing and then for sure at Knoxville uh, is just going just to have a lot of good things for you this uh, in 2021.
4: Yeah, I think so too and I'm excited for it. So, I'm glad uh I'm glad I was able to be on the show with you guys and hopefully we can do it again.
3: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for jumping on with us. All
1: right. Hey, I uh, hey. um Quick Time Karma usually um works pretty quickly so uh um maybe that opening night will be a win for you. So, uh, just good luck to
3: you. All right, I like that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right, Thank you, Matt. Matt. All right, we'll see. All right, that was Matt Jewell joining us. Uh sounds like you know, he might be making that I, I wanna say it's the winter heat series. Is that what they're calling that race? Or where? Yeah. That's in that's January. That's in January.
1: Huh? So he's got that's a different race. That okay. might might even be Tucson. I don't I don't know. I would have to look at the World of L S schedule and see.
3: I have no clue. It's it's yeah. yeah. It's December, and there's six inches of snow out in my driveway, so <laughs> I have no clue what's going on right now. That's
1: awesome that they're going to start out in Arizona, though. That's that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's kind of move on here. Uh, Brad has <laughs> Brad has a little bit more news. Of uh, It sounds like the uh, PA Posse has a new member. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. It's Posse, 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 oi, oi, oi. That was Yo. a tweet from our friend Ross Weiss.
1: This is probably old news but uh Kerry Madsen uh found a home. Uh, he he was out of the big game motorsports car and uh but he found a new home in the uh, uh 24 car that Lucas Wolf was driving the last 3 or 4 years. The the Barshinger number 24. He's going to be driving that car in in Pennsylvania this next year full time. So uh Kerry's moving out there. He's going to be posse, uh, an, an Aussie posse and uh and we'll see what he can do there. Uh Kerry loves the big tracks and there's nothing but big tracks out there in Pennsylvania. So yeah, uh, he's fast on those. I'm things. sure there'll so be some good things happen out of sued that. Suit
2: him really
3: well, I think. I agree. I agree. Definitely. So uh kinda kinda I guess this is kind of news. I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, but uh we kind of mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that our friend Justin Zoch was leaving the uh the Dirt Monthly magazine. And I haven't heard it yet, but I guess uh dirt monthly is no more i guess they have gone out of business and it's as official as of of now i guess yeah but it sounds like justin and uh i can't remember his name here real quick um justin and one of the other guys that was working with him i'm trying to read the email here real quick (laughs) um like
0: like scroll scroll yeah
3: adam Adam cornell cornell adam cornell uh has kind of taken the reins and kind of formed a new magazine, uh, Dirt Empire Magazine. So it sounds like they're going to kind of do what kind of Dirt Monthly was doing. They're going to focus on all sorts of racing. It doesn't matter if it's stock cars, late models, sprint cars, go-karts. They're going to try to cover it all. So it sounds like there's going to be a new magazine coming out here. So uh, that's awesome that Justin's kind of found a new uh, project, passion project, so to speak. Uh, uh, I talked to Justin a little bit today. Via email, and he's going to come on the show here in the next couple of weeks and kind of give us a little bit more of, about Dirt Empire.
2: Yeah, they're looking to do something a little bit di- different than uh, normal racing magazines. I know that they're really trying to aim kind of. Uh, he was saying about the short attention span, you know, kind of quick hits, uh, a lot of real dynamic, you know, photography and oh, uh, man, short articles, <laughs> dynamic <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> photography. Yeah, dynamic, no, and- not me. <laughs> push the slider up in Lightroom. Um, so
3: <laughs> a 100 big vignette, <laughs>
2: but, um, but, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it, you know, look like kind of trying to make it a little more of, uh, say maybe a magazine, a print magazine for kind of that, uh,
3: the old school, kind you of know,
2: internet, yeah, kind of that for that internet generation, as it were, you know, it's kind of used to that hit, uh, quick hits, you know, short digestible bits. And so it's, it's a new, it's a new, um, Approached i'm i'm really looking forward to it I, I i wish good things for him i know Justin was great to deal with When i worked at eagle raceway uh dirt Monthly has been a, a really good publication And it's it's the kind of thing That circle track racing Needs um so I, i'm excited I, I'm curious to have him on and See what's like Yeah
1: i'm i'm a little skeptical because Print print magazines are just It's print news anymore Is is just it's just Really hard to come by i mean they there's it's really hard to survive and where one magazine folds the next one begins it's uh it's it's you you wonder if it if it's got a lot of uh got a life in it but uh but the way he's gonna do it with the short the short clips and the short uh stories and short attention span thing uh it's got a really good chance i think because uh i like like i um like you said short attention span. That's what everybody's got. And then everybody's developing it more and more all the time. I mean, I know when I open up an email and it's really long, I just delete it. I don't read it. So <laughs> I'm just as guilty yeah. as anybody else. So, uh, yeah, I am really, I am excited for Justin. He's a great guy. He's given me some chances. Uh, when I was, a um a uh, fake photographer and so uh, uh good luck oh photographer
2: Bo-tographer, yeah. Bo-tographer. <laughs> yeah.
1: and I, I hope it really works out for him because uh yeah we we need print magazines for for the sprint car world and and hopefully this uh, this takes off for him
2: yeah and i know there's going to be a digital component to it too it
3: sounds like they're going to be shooting for eight issues a year and they're going to go to a, a monthly uh, program during the summer months so during the race season you're going to get a monthly magazine but uh it sounds like their focus is definitely going to be on the uh, the di- the digital presence so uh kind of like kind of like what Dirt Monthly was at the end of its life so i mean it was pretty cool to be able to just log on and see the magazine on your computer and just kind of scroll through it
2: and on some of the you know magazines i subscribe to there is kind of that hybrid presence and um i think you know by getting a good product and getting something in front of somebody it's uh uh, sometimes it's easier to just grab the magazine than it is to go google it even as quick as google is and there still is that you know quality of holding something in your hand and having it in there so i think if you can make those magazines look or more kind of like a archival piece that's something that you can pull up you know five ten years later and go oh man look at that there's the you know this article on that guy, or there's this story, or this picture, of this guy that was really cool. I I think it um has a chance. It's it's an interesting, it's a different world, but um, print still exists, but you just can't do it the way you used to do it. I
1: I agree. I I uh, am a subscriber to a, a a beer brewing magazine, and you get a digital copy of it as well as print copy. And I have never logged on to their website to view their 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 website magazine. I I like to have it in my hand and look through it and you can look through it on Monday. You can go back on Friday and look through it again. I I really like having the, the magazine in my hand as opposed to going online and,
3: and looking at stuff that way. So, uh,
1: um, yeah, I really, I really hope that it all works out for Justin and, uh, and their new endeavor.
3: Yeah. I, I, I like the online edition just cause I can, uh, screen grab stuff and, uh, be like, Hey, look, I got a photo in this magazine. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit easier to do it that, that way than having to take a photo of the, uh, the actual print magazine. But, uh, you know, it's all about those Facebook likes. What's the name of the magazine again? Uh, dirt empire magazine,
1: dirt empire.
3: So, uh, you can find more information on that at dirt empire magazine.com. Uh, they're starting a Facebook page. So just kind of just search in the Facebook search bar at Dirt empire magazine. And you'll be able to find that their their Facebook page pretty easily.
1: Well, there's really not a lot of erasing going on, uh, except for tonight's the kickoff of, uh, the practice night yeah, of practice
3: the, uh, the yeah, shootout uh, shootout. Yeah, practice the Tulsa shootout is uh going on right now. I think they're getting ready to wrap up here pretty soon. But it sounds like racing is ready to kick off at uh nine AM tomorrow. So wow. Yeah, Central Standard Time. Yep. So it's gonna be a long day of racing. You can catch all that action on float racing. Uh you know, I wasn't gonna put this out there, but there's been a lot of talk about uh the Chili Bowl broadcast. And uh on how you can watch it and whatnot. And I mean, I don't get how these I don't I don't want to be negative here, but I don't get how these idiots can not understand this concept. Monday through Saturday up to the C main is on flow racing. You have to have a flow racing subscription to watch it. Pretty simple. 150 bucks a year. is easy to do. I mean, it's it's right there. You can watch every lap up to the C main on Saturday night. Once well, Saturday night rolls around on that C main, they're gonna switch to Map TV. I don't get the the whole confusion of I gotta have this, I gotta have that. I mean they they laid it out pretty simple.
2: It's just people that don't have map TV or pissed they can't watch. But the, whole the thing
3: phone. is, <laughs> here's my chili bull hack. You don't have map TV, all right? I get it. There's not a lot of cable companies that carry map TV. But YouTube TV does. Uh this FUBU TV streaming service does. Sling TV carries it. You can sign up for their free trial. Sign up that Saturday. Watch your Chili Bowl. Cancel on Sunday. There you go.
1: That's what this guy's going to do because uh, I usually get a gang together and we go to Brewski's and, and hang out and drink beers and watch uh, have a good hamburger and watch them watch them, uh, but they always have a damn football game on so you can't hear any audio. Well, because of COVID and a lot of other things, this cowboy's going to turn it in on his TV, and we're going to have audio. We're going to have beers. We're going to have whatever
3: I want to cook, and that's going to be a perfect night of racing. So we're all going to brats, and Jason, you better bring some wings. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know
2: Map TV was on uh, YouTube TV. Yep, YouTube
3: TV. You have to get their sports. I have YouTube TV. You have oh, the, but you gotta get sports package. You gotta get the sports package, but like I said, I mean, yeah. w- when you sign up for a free trial, for a month. yeah, when you sign up for a free trial, you can sign up for everything on that fr- on on their packages. So I mean, well, that's, sign up a burner account. Yeah, exactly. Make a fake email address. <laughs> I you know
2: I don't advocate this type of behavior, but that's something that <laughs> someone could theoretically do.
3: Theoretically, yes, but I mean, at the same time, and if he wants to, I mean, uh, Map TV does have a their own it's not map tv but lucas oil tv is right. essentially map tv so you can sign up for their year service and get the chili bowl that way on their streaming service i have luc i the lucas oil tv app i don't do the whole year i just do it monthly but i mean there you can watch i mean it's it's basically map tv i mean it's not live map tv but you get to watch all their on demand episodes and all that sort of stuff but if you want to watch the chili bowl live like i said you can Make that burner account and on get one of your free trial subscriptions, or pay the sixty bucks a year for Lucas Oil TV. I, I'm not exactly sure on their their pricing, but well, that's what would cost not,
2: you for like some pay per view.
3: Yeah, it's it's not terrible. I
2: mean, you can catch ASCS.
3: Yeah, and if you look at what like uh, Racing Boys went on their pay per view broadcast, what they did the past year. If you bought the whole week of Chili Bowl, you're paying for your Flow subscription. You're paying for that yearly of uh, Lucas Oil TV. So if you wanted to watch all the nights of Chili Bowl, you spend your 100, $200. bucks. Let's just say that's what their pay per view cost last year. You spend your two hundred bucks, you get a whole year of Flow Racing, which includes now includes ASCS, all USAC. God no, oh. knows, you know, you get fifteen races a night basically.
2: Well, not to mention, there's tracks starting to migrate over to Flow Racing too. Um, yeah, aforementioned Port City. You know, you can watch micros. You can watch. They're just yeah. I, the Flow Racing's worth it for use hack alone.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's the best hundred fifty dollars I spend all year long. So, I d- I just don't get all the bitching and complaining about. Well, I got to have this, got to have that to watch, or watch a race. I mean,
2: it's, it's the world we live in. I mean, it's only going to be on ESPN anymore. Right. You know, it, it, it's the, not free. Have, yeah. Yeah. everything Everything's going to be
1: free and hand delivered to you. And it just, it's not always the case. So it, it's cheaper than I've been at the chili bowl several times. It's cheaper than driving down there, hotels, food, tickets and everything. Plus at the end of the night, Saturday night, you're in your bed in 10, 15 minutes and you're sleeping like a teddy bear. So uh,
2: crap for what you spend in beer. It's not,
1: (laughs) I know it's not like it's live. Live is is awesome, but hell uh, this is the, the, the next best thing. So for sure we're at this. Oh, and MAV TV.
3: Yeah. I just, I just don't get it. And they, the chili bowl has done an excellent job of getting all the information out to people. I just don't get how people don't understand it and be like. I mean, even today I saw a post on on you know and take the chill bowl. Is there broadcaster information anywhere? I I just don't get it. It's <laughs> been named numerous amounts of times. So I don't want to be negative, but sometimes as, as fans the kids are that,
2: stupid. as the kids that eat Thai bots tell me, Google it. You know, I mean it's it's right out there. I I don't get it. It's well, it's, it's the same. It amazes as- me how many people ask those kind of questions i'm, I'm well, sorry it, I'm just it's that the, way
1: it's the same every week in racing season hey what time do the pit gates open at x raceway the same time go, they have
3: all year long yeah
1: or go to the website and it? find out
3: speaking of <laughs> websites i didn't bring this up but matt jewel has not updated his website since 2019 i mean come on oh. matt. come on <laughs> <laughs> come on man but I, I i just i i just don't I don't get it. I mean, so it's, it's
2: the times we live in now. The
3: information is out there. You just got to do your little yeah. part to look Inst, for it.
2: instant gratification. Now, now I will throw some of this back on some tracks because some tracks do a terrible job of updating their sites, updating their feeds, updating their social media. You know, they all think, well, they are going to come to so-and-so track.com. No, people ain't going there anymore. You know, get your social media updated Get your Facebook updated. Yes, you got to do a Facebook post. You got to do a tweet. You got to do an Instagram post. You yeah. got to do a Snapchat if you're into that. It's the price of admission these days. It's what you do. And Absolutely. and that's what, you know, that's what gets me anymore. Is like, no, we well, don't want to do four posts. Find an app that does them. Cross post them. Yeah, there's, there's, there's apps
3: out there that post the same thing on every social yep. media site. This
2: is the game you got to play. And that's where we're at in 2021, you know. I'm a 50 for year sure. old man. And I know that
3: <laughs> God damn you old motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So that, that was our, uh, the, the, uh, Peter, Rant. Peter Griffin grinds my gear edition <laughs> of the show. So, uh, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, next week, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think we're going to do our chili bowl picks kind of fill out our chili bowl platform. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have an official entry since we're recording on Tuesday. We, we might try to get together a little bit beforehand and uh, put together. When are they, official entries due? Uh, I think they are due before the first race on Monday. I think with Ugh. Chili Bowl moving to Monday now, so we might have to get together over the weekend. I mean, we hell, we, we might be. I think in, we, so. had to,
1: we had a we had a quick
3: time on. podcast entry in.
1: Yep, Somehow so. we're gonna have to. That
3: out. So I mean, we I, I think all three of us could get together and and put an entry in, and then just kind of go over our entry on Tuesday night when we record. So uh, hopefully, Wikipedia shit. No, next week is the week before the Chili Bowl, so we're still good. Yeah, we're we still got yeah, time. Yeah, shit. So I think <laughs> I think we're gonna try to get Wikipedia on on next week too. And in uh, ten
2: years from now, the Chili Bowl will be run right after Christmas.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, let's go yeah. raise some It's Thirty
2: days of the chili bowl.
1: It kind of sucks. It seems like every time we have a good idea for a host, somebody picks him up before us. I uh, I just listened to Wikipedia's podcast on Open Red today. Of course, and and it's like shit. Wh- how are we going to top it? What what questions are we, we going to ask that? That Ross didn't ask on, on the Open Red podcast. Mine is a hot dog we, sandwich.
3: But hey, <laughs> hey, here's the thing I don't listen to Open Red. Sorry, Ross. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. Let come on. I like it, Open Red. I, I do like Open Red. I listen to it, but I don't listen to it before our show. I don't listen to it every week. So, I mean, I catch up. There's there are the times where I do like, kind of like a Netflix series. I'll binge listen to episodes. Right. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned that. Uh, Flea, I, I texted him on saturday i think it was and he had two uh two podcasts to do during the week so yeah on monday so. i
1: i listen when i have time so like today i listened to, to our last podcast and uh, then it wasn't red, good. so
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it was good I, it was us so it was good
3: i think we do I, a good job
1: i also um, listened to dale earnard jr's podcast too that's
2: always a really good one too we so need, need get him on the show yeah Good
3: luck with that. <laughs> just, just keep doing know, the fires uh,
2: out there. <laughs> after you know, kind of is sort of a end of the year sort of thing. We want to thank everybody that has listened to us this year, uh, and I want to sh- send a shout out to guy, you know Brandon, who has who does a lot of the legwork on this podcast, um, a lot the editing. You know, he's got that thing edited. Um, there was no editing. You know, <laughs> no, I didn't say how much. I just said you did just it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> copy paste. But you know, uh, for the ideas, getting this rolling, Brad has been a fantastic host for so many episodes. The beer, um, the beer, beer is provider. amazing. I mean, that's how lucky we are. So, um, so eat your heart out, folks. Um, open Red ain't got no beer like Brad. So, nope. absolutely
1: there, um, I'm drinking. There, actually,
3: there's not an official QuickTime beer out there or Open Red beer. I'm just saying. There,
1: yeah. I'm drinking a quick time cream ale right now. So
3: speaking of the quick time cream ale, I, I it's in the works. I have not officially got it done yet, but I'm getting Brad a tap handle for the quick time. Oh beers. my.
1: So that's always on tap at the, the IB brew house. So oh, yeah. So it's going to have fans. Own, if we, we ever, it, when we get the outlaws back to I-80 speedway, and if we're safe, as far as COVID goes, when the garage doors open, the brewery's open. So come on over and we're going to tailgate before we go, uh, drive safely. Of course. Uh, maybe we can get a party bus or something like <laughs> hey,
3: that. You wrecked your van sober.
2: I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> <myself. laughs> True that <laughs>
3: you guys
2: can't all fit in a little tomato. I got, so, <laughs> so
1: yeah, anyway, we have, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll have a shindig, uh, this summer and, uh, well, then we'll head out to I-80 and watch the outlaws. I guess that's in the fall, but, uh, We'll figure it
3: out. Yeah. Racing season is just around the corner. So we'll, we'll, we'll get some stuff going on. And like I said, there's plenty of races coming up, races coming up here in the area. So, uh, there's going to be no shortage of contact for content for us. If I could actually. Talk yeah. So.
2: And you know, fans again, thank you for those who listen to us and you know, those at least click on us and give us the listen. And, uh, it just, I just really appreciate it. It's and all the guests that have come on, um, you know, they've just you know been willing to help out, just uh, three guys and some microphones and uh, making it work. And you know, they've done well, and and we've gotten a little, uh, we've gotten some uh, acclaim. I'll, I'll call it claim or you know, just a little notice, yeah. Some head, some nods,
3: some people that and, we don't uh, even we know, really know about our podcast. So that's, that's yeah. And cool, we, so.
2: you know, those drivers and that, like I said, everybody from World of Outlaws champions to you know, racing, you know, local legends and that it's, it's been fantastic. And I, I just want to send a shout out and a thank you to, to everybody. It's been up. It's, it's a lot of fun and um, it's made it really enjoyable for us.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of been a dream between uh, Brandon and and Jason. You guys have been talking about this for about two years and, and trying to get me on board. And I, we just I always, here. Yeah, I always we, could we not. Want a <laughs> <laughs> I always could not commit to a weekly show, and so we kept putting it off and kept putting it off. Well, then you two kicked it off, and then you said, "Hey, how about a guest guest showing on the show?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" And here, are lo and behold, so that, like three P's in a days's
3: Been uh, episode thirty now, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, is that
1: really? We've had thirty. Shows? I, I
3: think we're about to thirty. I, I kind of stopped wow. labeling the numbers just because I can't count that high. can't count to 30, (laughs) but it's impressive.
1: It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. I hate to listen to myself talk. So when I listen to the podcast myself, I hate listening to me. I stutter, I stammer. Uh, But uh, we've had some really good guests. We've had some good times on this podcast and hopefully we can only do better and build it up a little bit more for uh, 2021.
3: Yeah. I think that's the ultimate goal is just, you know, keep getting more listens and, I mean, we already got racetracks that like us, so I I don't think they listen to it because if they listen to it, they wouldn't <laughs> like us so much. But I mean, we try not to talk negative on any particular racetrack or driver or anything like that. But at the same time, we're gonna call it as we see it. So if something's yeah. messed up, we're we'll call it out there.
2: We're not gonna say what it isn't. You know, if it is, if it's something, we'll we'll say it and uh, we'll give props and we'll take our lumps if they if need be. You know, if we were
3: wrong, we'll we'll admit it.
1: At what time do we start accepting uh, sponsorships?
3: If anybody partners, wants... If marketing any, partners. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to sponsor this shit show, by all means, I'll take it now. <laughs> I'll even deliver a
2: pizza for you.
3: Yeah. Matt <laughs> Jewel will deliver the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for jumping on this edition of Quick time to podcast. Uh, like I said, next week should be pretty fun. Uh, Chili Bowl week coming up, so... Uh, Chili Bowl is always one of my favorite events of the year. I'm just kind of bummed out that I'm not going. Uh, So I'll make sure I catch all the the action on flow racing. Actually, I have uh, last year's uh, Chili Bowl on flow racing going on right now on the TV. So, uh, yeah.
1: All I got to say is go to hell 2020. Welcome
3: 2021. What if 2020 was just a trailer for 2021?
1: Well, like they say, 2020 is turning 21 next year, so... The shit show is going to get worse, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to be an optimist and uh, onward and upward. We're going to have a lot of fun in 2021.
3: Yep, it can't get said. any. I don't think it can get any worse. I,
2: I've said uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming, but right now it's a train. I'm just wait for it to come by, <laughs> and then, we're, then we're ready to go.
3: <laughs> all right. So with that, right, we're rambling. Yep. Yeah. That, everybody, I want to thank you all for jumping on with us, and we will catch everybody on the flip side.